The Star Wars Squadrons Podcast Season 2, Episode 14. And I've been meaning to do this one for a bit to have on all of Savrip Squad. It is Savrip Team Night here, and we basically got everyone here. Guys, thank you so much. And girls, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Everyone, why don't we go through here? We got, I'll go through and say your names and say hello here. I got Rebel Pilot. Hey guys, what's going on? Agent Rob. Hello. Oh, Atreides in here. I just, I didn't see you earlier. Thank you for joining us as well. Just got here. Thanks Yay. for having us. Yay, glad to have you. Bird Brain's in here as well. Hello. Quintessence? Did I say that right? I feel like I butchered it. Did I butcher it? Not this time. Okay. Also, <laughs> hi. <laughs> and Zareth as well. How you doing? How's it going? Wow, everybody's here. The whole, the whole team. So, I'll start. Re- Rebel, how did Savrip begin? I think I'll flip the story with Zareth. Um, okay. And I'll say from my side, and I'll let Zareth chime in. I, okay. Probably about a month before the first Cal Cup. I mean, so Zareth and I and uh, Rob had been flying together mm-hmm. for pretty much since, what was it, Zareth? Like October-ish? Like probably yeah. like close to the start of the game at that point. Yeah, pretty much since the game came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, I was a little bit later. I think it was just before the end of the first operation. Yeah, and I, I, I remember Zareth, like, a month before, I was like, hey, should we do this? Like, because we, like, we had been flying together so much, talking strategy, and Smith, and uh, Six Six Sheep, who are also original squad members. Like, we're, we all flew together a lot. And Zareth comes in and says, hey, do, do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, man. At first, I was like, I don't know. I, I promised I wouldn't do, like, a speed <laughs> thing, because I'd done it with X-Wing versus TIE Fighter for a long time. Uh, okay. But then Zareth, like, I mean, like, we, we would have been so good. I said to Zareth, why not? Let's just go for it. And if we win, like, if we do well, then let's just keep the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened, right, Zareth? I mean, you tell me. <laughs> yeah, so let's just say that nobody was committing. And I think we had two of us committed, like, guaranteed it was me and smith i think and then maybe six six sheep who's no longer he no longer Mm -hmm. plays with us and then rebel and rob were being a little wishy-washy on it on the commitment and i forget who else was with us on that original team um at that time and i was trying to reach out to just my friends that were sort of interested in the game because like i just wanted to put a team together and have fun yeah i wasn't really worried about you know doing well or not i just wanted to compete in it and I, I, it was days. I mean, it was like days before uh, Cal Cup started. And I think Rebel found Quintessence here. Um, and so she was one of our backups. And then Thanatos, who uh, ha- uh, hasn't played with us in a, a bit because he's got real life stuff going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of our backups to the main team um, because Quintessence and Thanatos hadn't even really played with us yet. So we just went into it, and they played for us, and you know we we had a pretty good showing, but uh, it was very last minute, and now like mm-hmm. Quinn has moved up to like one of the stars of our team. Oh so. yeah, I mean Quinn's Quinn's a baller in the game <laughs> for sure. Uh, I find that so interesting oh. too. That time where like in the earlier in the game we didn't there was like four no maybe sixty teams in that first round. It was like pushing it right like high fifties at right. least, 
and we didn't know it like we didn't know all the teams right like orange didn't know sabrip and i felt like we all kind of got to meet each other i believe you guys were maybe like top 16 in that one as well maybe top eight i can't remember like you guys did that yeah. great showing in that one too uh in the from that one and there's i mean those tournaments were really fun so yeah. let's actually kind of talk to you guys too about how did you let's go through everyone and i'm curious like how did you hear about star wars squadron so we'll start with uh sarah sarah how did you first hear about squadron uh so the general promotion i think there were some rumors coming out before mm -hmm. it, and i was very wary of it i've been wanting a spiritual successor to the x-wing mm -hmm. series for decades and um you know when that first trailer came out and i saw the power management they were focusing on that oh, uh -huh. and all of that i'm like oh they're gonna do it they're going to they're actually going to like create a spiritual successor but i was still like i actually had tears in my eyes because i'm like they're gonna do it but at the same time in the back of my mind i'm like how are they gonna mess this up <laughs> Did, well, and, well looking at it now i mean probably like a year later from that announcement almost uh how do you do you feel they did mess it up how do you feel about the game at this point then no i think i think they did a phenomenal job i think just the the unfortunate downfall of the game is that it just needed a little bit more time in the cooker and then also uh, it, you know it really sucks to have a final release product that is no longer supported like even just like quarterly patches or something you know it doesn't have to be anything big but just like you know here's a quarterly patch or a, a you know a semi-annual yeah. patch or something like that because most games once they're released and they go gold especially in the old days like x-men versus tie fighter they would still have patches but mm -hmm. it was just whenever they got done with it oh you they know? couldn't they couldn't wait to wipe their hands of this one basically yeah. quinn why don't you tell i've never heard this from you i mean all the games you played well, how did you first hear about squadrons how did you get into it well, uh, I know some of us here come from backgrounds in flight sims. Uh, I do not. Uh, the most I had with uh, Space Flight and Star Wars was the Rogue Squadron games. I played uh, all three of them. Like, I played the hell out of all of them. Especially the second one. Um, so, uh, I, I was kind of left wanting by the Starfighter Assault in Battlefront 2. The, the, the EA one. Yeah. Uh... So when I heard that there was going to be a new uh, Starfighter game uh, for Star Wars, I was like, huh, all right, call me, uh, call me cautiously optimistic. Then I, uh, I saw the initial uh, public announcement for Squadrons, and it was like, oh, hey, you know, cockpit, a first-person cockpit only, you fly around, you manage your power, like the, uh, I, I never played XVT, mm -hmm. uh, I uh, never played those old ones, but I, I know of them. But I was like, oh, Power Manager, like those old games. That sounds pretty neat. Oh, you can drift? Oh, yeah, I can do like the thing that, that Poe Dameron did? That's kind of cool, I guess. That's what I did not. Uh, all those things I didn't pick <laughs> up on at all when I watched it. Because like, I was coming from the same place as you, like a Rogue Squadron background, not really a flight background. But like, I didn't understand the Power Manager. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, you'll just fly or something. I don't, I like did not have an understanding at all. So you were streets ahead for me on it. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, Ranch. you know, I've, I've never done it, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I knew how it worked in theory. Mm hmm. Uh, Bird Brain, um, how would you? How did you get into it? How did you find about first year about Squadrons? Well, mostly I was just scrolling down YouTube one day, and I see you know videos about it, and I see the Star Wars title, and like you know what, we'll just give it a try. Mm -hmm. I never really played any other fights since. I didn't even really play 
the Starfighter Assault and Battlefront 2, but it's just like, you know what, maybe maybe I'll have fun playing this game. And I did. <laughs> oh, I guess too, because I know Birdbrain, you're one of the console players. Did you guys have, how many console players are on Savrip? Or is, is Birdbrain the only one, or is there a few? Uh, Atreides is on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, LBT is on PlayStation. I know, I think that's it, right? Okay, yeah, so you guys have a fair amount Can't of... Really- Fair amount of uh, console players mixed in there too. I feel yeah, that's just interesting to note that as well. Uh, Rob, or no, I skipped Atreides. Actually, we'll start to you next. So when did you first hear about Squadrons? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm a fair bit younger than most of the player base here. Um, <laughs> my my first experience with a Star Wars flight was in um 2015's Battlefront, mm-hmm. and you know that was janky. Then uh. 2017 Battlefront, I um, put a bit of time into uh, the piloting stuff, but I, I never really got into the older Star Wars games. I, um, you know, during that time period before Squadrons came out, I was like, this flight sim stuff's kind of cool. I looked into other games, Ace Combat, right? Then um, I saw some announcements for uh, Squadrons, and got really excited bought the game on pre-order and uh been playing since launch oh nice you've been playing all year too uh what are you playing on what how do you play it you said console as well i think actually yes um i'm on xbox um shortly before the game came out i bought a uh xbox series 2 elite controller with the paddles Mm -hmm. um and uh you know just like prepped for the game Figuring out how to use the paddles, <laughs> extra buttons, and I, I will say it—it it has helped a lot with this. Yeah, I—I I would be in a much different spot if I didn't I used, have this. I actually got the elite controller too at a certain point when I was playing, and I think it makes a huge difference too. I, I loved using it for on the—I mean, I love it for all games. It's like my favorite controller ever. It's totally true. Uh, Agent Rob, how about you? When did you get into Squadrons? Um. So I've been playing the X-Wing series, you know, since very early on. Uh, The DOS CD-ROM was the first real PC game that I had gotten into. CD-ROM? Not the floppy disk? (laughs) No, no, I did not play the floppy disk. It was the the collector's CD-ROM, the (laughs) DOS version, not the Windows version. And so that was from 94. So that's that's the first real PC game I got into. So I've been playing flying and playing space flight games you know ever since and similar like descent so drifting is great because i like descent and free space all of those games you know excited x wing versus tie fighter when it came out x wing alliance you know obviously tie fighter um so and then uh in some x wing related discord you know we saw some stuff on squadron saw it on eckhart's ladder and such so it's like, okay, let me look into this. Saw the power management. It's like, okay, they're doing a spiritual successor, something in line with those original games that you know I loved. And I looked into it, and it was, you know, as they came up with more information, it's like, oh, and it looks like they're improving the power management because, let's be honest, the power management in the original games was a bit janky. It was a little weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they did improve it here. I mean... We all know that there's still some things that'd be nice to smooth out, but 
they definitely improved on the, the the idea of how the power management is done here compared to the original games. So yeah, I I definitely picked it up. Uh, basically, just had to wait a month or two for some of the early um, issues to get out of the way because I knew it was like okay, those issues would affect my system. So let's wait for them to be fixed. Oh, they're fixed. Get the game, and then I started playing. And you're kind of known too for being a one of the A wing pilots out there still in the game who's made a new work. Any any thoughts about that? How you? What are your thoughts on the A wing and making it viable? Um, oh, it just runs out of energy. My laser, I'm always shooting the lasers and this keep running out. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then shooting a tight bomber and then it gets healed. And so, yeah, it just doesn't have enough juice right mm. now. The, the weirdest thing that I find is that I've always loved the X-Wing. The X-Wing's my favorite, you know, sp- spaceship in, you know, fiction. And... I should like the X-Wing, but it's so much fun to fly interceptors. <laughs> if, even in the original X-Wing, I like flying X-Wing, but then in later games, it's just like the A-Wing. Well, in this game, the A-Wing's more fun. In Galactic Starfighter and the Old Republic, the Scout uh, class was more fun than the Strike Fighters. So I just... I don't know, we kind of talk about the A-Wing is like a ship... Or it's the only one that you don't fly, like squadrons. You kind of fly like constantly boost drifting, whereas the A wing is the one ship that you fly like it's a flight game or something. Like you fly it this, you fly it normally almost. It's like so. I guess that's why it's sort of different. Yeah, they they when they nerfed uh, boost skipping, you had to fly it a lot more normal. Mm-hmm. They relaxed the boost skip nerf on the X wing and Y wing right. to make it more competitive with with uh, shot charging on the Imperial side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did not do the same thing to the A-Wing. Mm-hmm. So the A-Wing does have to be flown a bit more normally in order for that to work. And the A-Wing really does hit hard. It's just it doesn't have enough juice to actually finish the job. I was going to say, A-Wing hits way more optimally, right? Because with the A-Wing, you have to take advantage of every moment you have. And that includes defensively, too, right? Because if you are putting yourself in such a bad position, you are dead. Like, you're not going to survive yeah. a really good attack from someone. And the flip side, if you want to make sure you put away someone, every one of your shots have to count right. And like, here, Rob is so good at putting himself <laughs> in those positions. Like, so good. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the only issue is that in in this game, you do have to hit objectives as well. In the TIE Interceptor, you can, you can stay in and hit objectives pretty much indefinitely. In the X-Wing, you can stay in and hit objectives pretty much indefinitely. In the A-Wing, you can't. You run out of juice. Yeah, we we finally had to get him to drop the A wing for the X wing on the R. <laughs> it's hard. He's not completely drop he's it, still... but it's a it's not a primary ship anymore. Right, I mean, that's the he, reality. He still, get, but... he still gets his tie interceptor on Empire. And to be fair, Rob Rob brought back the interceptor uh, matter, right? A lot of teams are bringing it back now because Rob has proven it works um, from yeah. an objective standpoint. Which you know we worked with him on that because when Rob's an interceptor, he changes the game, right? So it makes it an advantage for us as a team. And it took us a little bit to figure out, but now, you know, we see Baywatch doing it with Sitka, and uh, I'm sure Jester might start doing it with uh, Randalorians, right? We're going to start seeing a lot of that, Uh, I think, the next... In the plans, at one time, Scalp did it as well with uh, Jareen. So yeah, there's definitely people doing it more, so it's really cool that you find the viability there. Rebel. We did beat Splinter with an interceptor. Oh, so. damn. Maybe they took maybe that's how it happened then, because that would have been that Cal Cup. Maybe they took notes, brought it back. I don't know. Should get to Rebel. You're the last one, I believe, here to talk about how you got in squad. Yeah, I, 
it's very similar to Robin Zareth. Um, and in fact, I, for me, it definitely, I'll never remember, I won't forget when they dropped the first video, right? Because no one was expecting that video, because Motive had been secretly working, and that video dropped. I was just scrolling through my Facebook, and then the video was there, and I clicked it. And I said, same exact, exact reaction as Robin Zareth, like, holy crap, mm-hmm. it's exactly as I remember X-Wing, but it looks so much more polished. Like, the flight mechanics, power management, it's all there. Like, quite literally, probably about two weeks after that video dropped, I went back, looked in uh, battle stats, because I used to run um, a squadron in X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, the Elite Fighter Squadron, and I went back there, looked at all my old stats, everything, and the funny part was, they kept all the old information, so I was like, fuck it. I started emailing every single person on the squadron, seeing if those emails still work, seeing if anyone was out there, and I found about eight, I, one of the guys I kept up with, but like I found about eight of us who were still, whose emails still worked, and like, we got together in a Discord and just started talking about it. But unfortunately, when the game launched, it wasn't, and you know, we could cover that a little bit, it wasn't exactly X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, but in my opinion, it's better than X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. It really, it makes the game more engaging. Um, and I think this is something that a lot of X-Wing versus old XVT players, even Rogue Squadron players, kind of gloss over, is that those games were very slow and methodical in how you approach the game, essentially, right? Whereas this, it feels more like an actual dogfight where you're, you're engaging, you're doing something, you have to be always on the ball, whereas in the old X-Men versus TIE Fighter, you're just you're tracking your targets, you're just making sure that you're not taking fire while putting someone out. Granted, I will say that, you know, accuracy, the, the payoff for accuracy and good flight mechanics was a lot better in X-Men versus TIE Fighter, because you will be punished for such poor flying. Um, but definitely, the, the fights felt slower, the fights felt like, just like it felt like a slog, it felt like a, a brutal fist fight, where it's here, like the elegance of fleet battle, you, it really like shows through and that, that the whole thing like caught me like even watching the first video up to today like i'm still enthralled by squadrons like i i went back or like probably two months ago just to fly a couple of matches in x-wing versus tie fighter and it just oh my god it, it felt like it was walking again and i'm like oh my god i can't do this anymore like this is just so bad compared to what we have today oh like it's just walking like that was walking and squadrons running basically now in the state that it is yeah, yeah i mean i so i'm i am like kind of similar to i can't remember who said it now but like i have no background other than like a little bit of rogue squadron and i just kind of came into the game fresh so i was just like hey whatever whatever it is like you know so i don't have this sort of preconceived notions of what a star wars flight game should be like some people do so this idea i see what you're saying it's kind of making it clear to me because someone was kind of criticizing uh you know the people who maybe you know quote unquote exploit the mechanics of the game and saying that they're not good pilots and i guess that idea to me i'm like what does that mean oh, like what does yeah that, like what is a good it, pilot like i don't get it's it the, like that but it's to get off my it's to get off my lawn like mentality right like they're remembering the good old days and how they used to dominate that right but there's plenty of us in the scene today who were part of those good old days and we've taken a and it gave us a huge advantage like zareth and i were had such a huge advantage early on because of the fact that we did old flight sims. So even mm-hmm. when the meta was still fresh and no one was boost gasping, right? Mm-hmm. We were abusing things like propulsion engine because we're like, this is how you fly in other flight sims, right? And a lot of it still translates even today with the modern mechanics, right? You still want to put yourselves in good positions. And like all of that translates well um, into oh. squadrons. So I, I I see where those people are coming from, but I think it's rose-tinted glasses. To be, to, to be pretty honest, I think it's all rose-tinted glasses. X-Wing versus Die Fighter is still one of my favorite games of all time. It's a great game. Um, it, you should go back, play it, play PvP. It re- it feels much more like flying in a, a, a tin coffin that you're just praying to God you put more kill shots than they do. But it's definitely a lot 
it's a lot different and a lot less um, robust compared to Squadron. One thing I have to add to that is, you know, there's all those criticisms about how the mechanics in the game as they are now are not like the movies, whatever that means, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but to me, the old games... The old games, um, they're very slow. Like if you if you drop into a Y wing or an X wing and you try to cross the entire length of a star destroyer, it, it takes a while, and you can de- you definitely get the sense of scale of that ship. But in the movies, ships don't move that slow. Mm-hmm. And in Star Wars Squadrons, you can cross the ISD in seconds, and that and that's where that whole thing came from. Like, well, I don't think it's the right size. Mm-hmm. Well. It, it is. It's just you're moving a lot faster, and so you're actually getting a little, a lot more of that movie speed in this game versus those old games, um, which to me is playing out a lot better in terms of just gameplay. Now, do I wish we still had co-op modes and the ability to make custom missions? Absolutely. That would be one thing I would add to this game instantly, you know, but we don't, unfortunately. So I'm kind of curious too. So I mean, we kind of talked about how you know you guys got into the game. We were talking sort of about Sabrup kind of forming sort of there, leading up to the Cal Cup. You guys did have you know success initially, but then I think you know like in the first split, you guys had a good season. You guys were right there. You were right behind. But I feel like in the second half, you guys have really, really come together and just really become one of the strongest teams out there. Like what, what is it? And I'm not really, I'm not sure who to direct this to probably all of you guys how are you training how are you guys working on things what has it been for you guys coming together as a team um, i know if right. i may yeah go ahead sure quite quite yeah quite quite um at least from my perspective it's a lot of uh just individuals practicing uh their mechanics practicing uh their power management uh their evasion uh things like that uh because you, you know Individual uh, skill, individual mechanics are incredibly important for this game. Uh, obviously, there's also the macro element and team strategy, which we also uh, work on. Uh, having a consistent night uh, at least once a week, where we at least we get together as a team to practice, uh, to scrim, uh, to talk about tactics. I feel like that's been really helping since we did that. Um, I also feel like since we joined the SCL uh, with more consistent and more, you know, more consistent uh, competitive matches, uh, a lot of our strategies have been kind of coming together. Like, I definitely feel a cohesion big time. Uh, I'm sure the rest of you can agree with me there. Yeah, that was going to be my main point was SCL. When we came in SCL, those first few games, like, we, we were doing okay, but our NR game was very shaky. Um, but just having, like, okay, one map a week... Uh, our objective players can focus on their dumb fires, and we could just practice on one map a week and just like, okay, what are the things we like about this map or hate about this map? And taking that game one at a time by the, from the, we were a completely different team from the beginning of SEL to the end of SEL, is the way I, I looked at that. Just because we had those consistent matchups and they were, you know, high stakes, all that. And so when we went into the next Cal Cup after that season ended, um, we just, we, kind of pulled a lot of that all together and did really well. And then we realized that was the point, going back to Quinn's initial point, we realized, okay, well, we're hitting the ceiling. What what else can we improve? And it came down to, like, we all need to get better at our individual mechanics. Like, okay, what are we all doing wrong? Let's watch how we're flying. 
let's check our power management. And so we started just work. We spent like two or three weeks just working on everybody's individual flight mechanics. That's awesome. Um, like, to get yeah. And one thing we've always done is when we we reviewed every big game that uh, we could. Uh, so if we go against a big team, uh, especially in tournaments when almost everyone's streaming, we will watch the games from rewatch them from our perspective as well as the other team's perspective and understand what went well, what didn't go so well, what what hurt the opponents more than we thought it did, and where were the opponents misdirected uh, as to what we were doing. And we try to capitalize on all of those things. And also, I mean, I, on top of that, too, is I think us as a team, ego isn't a big thing. Right? I'm not going to throw any team out of the bus, right? I, we've seen other teams in the past where ego comes into it, right? And, and it's what Rob had said about us reviewing stuff is that when someone has a criticism, right? There's, I don't want to say there's a no fault or no blame environment we have, but kind of everything's constructive. When, some, when we realize we see weakness in someone, it's like, okay, we see that you're not doing well, you know? And then usually, Usually, it's almost like, okay, yeah, you're right. I need to work on this kind of deal, right? And even after big losses where we had, like, and there are plenty of moments in Savage history where we had just, like, tough losses. And after, like, you know, the, the emotions were all, everyone's running through it. And, like, you know, we're just, some people are angry or just bitter. But at the end, like, you know, just everyone stopped and says, you know, okay, what, how do we improve? Like, no one says it was your fault. No one says, oh, you know, this is the reason we lost. You're the reason we lost, right? And we've seen that with other teams where just, like, it's just the that kind of cohesion and team unity gets broken down because instead of saying we as a team failed, it's you as an individual failed, right? And I think that's something we continue to push upon the whole team aspect. Even when we're looking for new players, like I, you know, when I or someone else is looking out there, we're not saying, oh, is this guy super talented? He can win us a match. I'm like, no, does this guy fit the system mm. that we've built, right? Because if they don't fit the system, it doesn't matter. They're going to tear apart the team. And on top of that, like, you know, we as a team, we help each other. As everyone has said so far that we... We help each other find our weaknesses, find each other's ways of getting better as a unit. And, you know, it's up to the time that they put in, right? And I think that's, I, I feel I feel honored, blessed and honored that the team has been so positive this entire time, right? And that's how I think a big part about how we kept growing is because we realized that we, we still haven't hit the peak yet. And we can keep working at that as a team and that no one is above the team in terms of, doing that work and putting in the effort to, to go about it. And, um, and the water just joined us. So I just want to yeah. say if oh. the water bird or Atreides mm -hmm. want us to add anything, please add to well, your comments. I had one more quick thing to add. Sure, and please, that please. is that, and that's that we also trust each other to do their, to perform their roles. We trust our farmers to perform that farm. We trust our objective players, you know, when they go in to hit those shield gens, we trust, uh, support to get those heels out and to communicate the situation when they are not going to be able to make those things because you know they're pressured or whatever and so that we can all act on those so um and so we know the plays that everyone's going to make and we know when to call the audibles to uh to change up because something's not going the way it would optimally and that seems to work out pretty well and, and, and we all trust Rob to kill people. So yes, that is true. <laughs> the one thing, so I, I, like, I oh sorry, I was just gonna say the things that I noticed. Like at first, you guys, your defense was just like on another level. You guys got such great defense, um, very one of the top defenses I think are in the SEL. And then your flagship attacks have just gotten so efficient and so crazy good lately. What could you guys attribute anything to? Oh. Specific, 
specifically to the improvements in those two areas? What are your thoughts there? Actually, that's a good segue to what I was going to say, building on Rob. Um, mm -hmm. One thing we started doing, I think, early in the SEL, and I think other, te other teams are doing this. I know Splinter was doing this, um, and I'm sure other teams are doing this as well, but I don't know why it just never occurred to, do to us to do it more often. We just went into a custom game for the map and set everybody's roles and loadouts out, and we're just like, all right, how quick can we, can we go one phase? Mm-hmm. So this is the plan at each phase. It doesn't matter, you know, either we wait for the Raider to pop in or we don't or we just go. And we just worked those out and we started doing those more frequently to where everybody knew their role. This is what I'm doing on this phase. Now that doesn't help defense, obviously, but for our attack sometimes would stall out and that was really where we were trying to work. So we just got to this point where, okay, when we're going on this attack, everybody knows what they're doing. That goes into what Rob's saying, like everybody trusts everybody to do their role. Um, and if, if they can't, they voice it and we shift in the moment, but, uh, that helped us a lot. So like if any teams have not done that, I highly suggest just go into a cold game and just see how quickly you can go through an ISD or a MC 75 Yeah, and then I... do it again and then do it again. <laughs> and then yeah, you don't done... have to do it like a lot, but we, we've done the same know. thing and set it up to out of phase and all that stuff too, just to go through uh, and and, and yeah. yeah, just to practice it, just so you know, because you don't want it, you don't want it to be the first time you're doing it in a game and it matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, let's be honest, it is quite fun and empowering to see how fast you can blow through it. It really is. Like when you do it as a five, and like I don't, you're like we did it this time. It's like oh, we just did it ten seconds faster or whatever. It is nice. You're like oh, you, it's a measurable. Thing. And obviously, when you have pressure on, that's a different well, thing, but, for sure. But so you, we, you can't do it that fast. I mean, if you can't do it in a minute, you know, in with no pressure, you're not going to do it in a minute with pressure. That's the way I think. Right. And, yeah. and so what we started doing was we started putting Rob on the other side. Mm -hmm. and, and having Rob try to shoot us. So that way, we're not only is Rob working on shooting us and seeing how we're moving, mm -hmm. uh, but makes us more evasive and... We also get a piece of like, oh, is this what other teams are feeling? <laughs> yeah, because kind of think of it, I don't really get to fly against Rob all that often. I, I like, I've ran into him sometimes way back when in matchmaking, but uh, I, I think the amount of times I've done that, I can probably only count on one hand. So having Rob turn his guns on me uh, is <laughs> definitely an experience. <laughs> Uh, it's, that's just like, oh, so this is what people feel like when Rob is constantly on them. <laughs> You're getting that pressure. I mean, oh, that's definitely yeah. my evasion, for sure. Well, it seems like you guys have, like, a fairly, you know, like, you have a larger, you know, a, a, enough people on your roster that you can kind of do almost four, 4v4s and 5v5s to get that, that time. It seems like, I mean, I'm sure everyone's not on, but having a larger roster, does that provide you that time to get, like, the in-house scrims, too, on those team nights? Sometimes. Uh, so the, the um, we've been ahead. trying. I mean, Rebel can probably talk to this more. We've we've been trying to build a second team forever, just so we have not only a second team of players to go out there and have fun and compete, but to you know have that ability where we can do internal stuff. And we've seemed to always find people, and then somebody else gets busy, or not everybody can show up at the same night. So it's actually helped us a lot for scheduling things because, and everybody can fill into a role and it's not going to really hurt our groove or anything like that so like if somebody's out we'll just fill in somebody else and it's worked out really well for us in that regard anyway yeah and we try not to use that second team label um and you know a trade is the water you guys can add into this 
Um, you know, because I, I, it's funny, like when a couple weeks ago, we were talking about coming into September and October and prepping for the championship, right? And then SCL season two or season three kicking off, right? And the way we, even internally, we don't say that, oh, you know, you're replacing Quinn in this. No, it's just like, okay, we need you to prep with Quinn or you need to prep with Rebel working on AI farm because Quinn or Rebel is not going to be their kind of deal. I'm just using for that, for example, yeah. by the way. Right, we don't we don't say you're replacing someone. We say no, you're sliding into that slot. You're sliding that flex right. slot. You're sliding that AI slot. We we don't do that verbiage internally. And we, I I mean I think no one on this team sees anyone as you know that that you're team one, you're team two. Everyone on this team is equal team. And I would love to still have a second team for SCL season four uh, or any future championship cups we have. Right, because I think this team as a unit can slide into these different roles very well and we all mesh together very well. I would love to do it. It's just it's very difficult because as you you know, the game is sort of in the waning waning part of its time. Um and it's slim pickings right now out there, right? And it's it's just hard. But definitely uh, like I said, trade is the water. Please you know please speak up. Like, you know, I feel like we as a unit, we definitely just try and work together to prep for these kinds of things. And we don't see each other as, you know, A team, B team. It's everyone is on the same team and we all work towards that as a unit so that way whenever someone comes in for a role it's not like oh you know we're weaker now no we're the same strength they're just a different player with a different set of skills essentially that that's what makes the that's what's make the the team great for me it's every everyone is very positive and that's not any com there there's not any competition between people so zerit you always said if you're here you play so there's not uh, okay. This one is better, or this one is better. Everyone, if you're there, you play, and at the end, everyone has fun. Though, so that that's the point of it. I mean, I can relate to the okay. So you guys built like a team with a bunch of players who were all competent like that. Whereas, like we kind of went the other way with Orange, where we we get, well, like helped build Tangerine, like a second team out of there. And honestly, we did if. We've helped build, like, we bring in so many, like, they've done it too, a lot of work to put their team together, obviously, I'm not trying to say that, but we've often helped build that team up, and if we had just maybe brought everyone into Orange, then we would have been in a similar situation to Savrip almost, so there, it's, I feel like it was very beneficial for what I'm hearing to have, you know, so many players that you don't have to all be, like, available all the time, right, you can have other people to slide in, that seems like, to me, that seems to be part of the reason you guys have had so much success, is because you can slide in these people to those roles, regardless of, you know, not having a top tier player one or player two, you just have lots of good players who can do that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Well, yeah. yeah. Building off of that, um, uh, as like, you know, uh, one of the mainstays in the Savip roster, as one of the main farmers, uh, I, you know, obviously have to work with whoever's going to be my co-farmer, uh, you know, which, whether that be Rebel or the Water or Atreides, um, I don't view any of them as greater or lesser uh, co-farms or, you know, co-OBJs. -OB, co um, OBJs. Basically, we, we've, worked, we've worked together to the point where, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Atreides or Rebel or The Water. We are all more or less on the same page. Uh, we know how to communicate uh, our, our, and coordinate our farm. Uh, you know, we, we, we know where to go. We know, we know what our job is. And, uh, that I really do feel like is one of our greatest strengths as a roster that we can, uh, slot in, uh, different players depending on scheduling or specific needs. And we can still do perfectly fine. Uh, I think that's pretty awesome. 
I'm just gonna give a shout out to Anisteller because I think he's watching. Oh, oh nice. he's like the new. He's the newest one that's co- been co-forming with Quinn. Oh, he, oh my still... god! I'm so sorry. I forgot yeah. to bring well, up. Well, no, I, I even didn't say it, but it's fine because Andy Seller in SCL season three has has played two games for us, and it's like nothing changed. Like he's <laughs> like Serta, like he's only been here for by, a little bit over a month, and it's like he's always been with the squadron. And that's the system we've built, right? And I, I know Trades has been trying to say something. Trades, I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah, um, like I've noticed, just you know, slotting into. Um, the OBJ role, whether it's just for scrims or for competitive matches or whatever, I've noticed that even like play styles, e- even though it all starts together well, like I fill in very nicely as a pairing for Rebel. So, like, if Rebel's out, I can slot in and Quinn will barely have to adjust to a play style. Just because Rebel and I think very similarly while flying, and um, well, I I don't know. Is that the same on your end, Quinn? Because I feel like Rebel and I fly very similarly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, like I was saying, uh, it, it uh, whoever is my co-farm, uh, we end up playing together enough that uh, we are pretty much on the same page. Uh, maybe sometimes we'll need to do a warm-up game or two if it's been a while, but uh, once we're in the zone, once we're hot and ready, uh, there's basically no difference. Uh, f- farm gets done efficiently and gets done well, uh, no matter who's my co-farm, and uh, I really do like that. That's great. It seems like you guys have the synergy across the whole team. So now we're kind of at the end of the year I mean, it's getting close to the you know the Cal Cup finals. There's like one Cal Cup left. You know, the S this SCL season coming up. How are you guys? What are you guys thoughts on the game right now? PK is getting a little heavier. What are you guys thoughts going into the final Cal Cup and all that here? Why don't we start kind of go down the horn here? We'll start with Rebel. What are you thinking? Um, for us internally, uh, I, I'm I'm very hopeful. I, I think I think we are capable, uh, especially in this coming up major of facing top four if things uh, work out. Especially with prepping and whatnot, and especially in the championship, I, I, I personally, we are, we can be a capable of a top four finish. It'll be very tough. Um, definitely, it depends on how do in the the play the play in for the for the uh, second day, essentially. Um, and we're a team that's only missed one second day in all the Cal Cup championships. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that continues and we just continue playing into the second day. Um, Definitely trying to play up to the level of the CAGs, the IG, the, the uh, of of the world, the Randallorians of the world, right? It's it's something that we have to mentally be prepared for, and it's something that you know I, I try and keep the team focused on in my little speeches, and I'm sure the whole team appreciates the speeches, but also get tired of it at a point. <laughs> um, <laughs> no comment. But, <laughs> exactly, I know. But in the same instance, it's just you know, just trying to men- mentally. This this game is a very mental game as well, right? Like, yeah. The, the playing with confidence is is an important part, but not playing too overconfident that you make mistakes or you do stupid things, right? And I think I think we're very capable. But like even our last uh, series against the Splinters, I just we were when we were reviewing it, it just it was so many just dumb mistakes we would never make before. And whether that just be heat of the moment, just the anxiety of playing, you know, a favorite team. It's kind of like if we just get over that, I, you know, 
the Spinnersher team, I feel that we can challenge. I, I don't want to go there and say, oh, we're going to definitely beat them. But in the same instance, we can challenge them. We can challenge the IGs of the I, world. We can challenge the CAGs of the world if we just put our foot down and say, okay, let's focus and do it and not give up our opportunities, right? And I, I feel that that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was making a tier list, I would still, I mean, I would have teams on an upper tier, but you guys are right there. And those teams that the level you're at, you can definitely beat those teams that have, you know, are, quote, above or whatever, just from like, historical rankings you guys are right there with them and i, I can't yeah, and they, they don't every mistakes. time you guys are tested i want to watch those games and that's and that's the thing with those teams right they don't make mistakes like they you have to capitalize on their mistakes and that's that's the thing i always will say about randalorians ig cags splinters and teams like that they don't make mistakes and if you if you make a mistake they're going to punish you for it and we just have to be there right we have to be there and take our opportunities and I'm hoping with this championship and going forward that we continue to be the top team i want to keep flying past yeah. uh past the Cal Cup championship. I wanted I wanted to be infinite SCL seasons. I love I love Dexter versus Sci Fighter. I love Squadron. Mm-hmm. Um I, I hope that these keep continuing. I hope that people watching this either tonight or when it gets replayed, you know, it's this this game has plenty for everyone. And even if you think that, oh, the top tier is impossible to catch, don't don't believe that. I mean no. a lot of us here started where everyone in the mid tier is now and it just took time and effort and we got there. So There's I'm hoping that that continues. Listen, we were trying to talk about it earlier, or I don't know if we talked about it, but there, there was definitely like teams who I was like, "Oh, we got them, no problem." Like earlier in the year, and those teams regularly beat me. <laughs> so it's like you gotta, you gotta. Everyone gets better just by putting the time in, right? So you got, and there's ebbs and flows, and there's been teams who you beat you and you beat them, and then it goes back and forth too. Uh, Agent Rob, what are you thinking for the last few bits of the season? Oh, oh yeah. Well, obviously, uh, PK's dead. Don't. But don't shoot at my team and pay no <laughs> mind to this harmless interceptor pilot that's you know futilely shooting at you. Just it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, it it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, teams are realizing that PK with a purpose um, does matter. You can't just blindly shoot at people and hope to win something. You have to do it when it makes sense and don't don't waste time doing it now. That doesn't mean doing it is wasting time. What it means is if you're unproductive, then do something else. If you are productive, then keep at it. Um, so if, if it's a team you can't, if it's super evasive and you can't quite get those kills, then yeah, you're going to have to switch to something else. And, uh, but <laughs> when you can, when you can get them in or when you can find out how to apply that pressure to slow them down, uh, it does change the, uh, change the game a bit. I think. Um, so. I think so. We're just seeing it more and more all the time. Yeah. Too. Yeah, because players have figured out how to get kills because the evasiveness went up. But it's always an arms race. You know, one one side goes up, and then the other side. Oh, wait, we can just use ion missiles. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, <laughs> and the meta keeps shifting because mm-hmm. as you figure out a counter, then you figure out the counter to the counter. And then eventually there'll be a counter figured out to that counter and it'll just continue on. Um, I will hopefully plan to continue playing this game well after the uh, Cal Cup finals as well. Uh, I've been playing the original X-Wing game for, you know, over two decades (laughs) and uh, I've played it this year. And so uh, this game's much younger, so I should still have a good amount of life in it for me. Uh, as long as I can find people to play with. <laughs> well, I feel like 
there's enough there's gonna be at least there's like there's like 200 of us at least we're gonna keep playing i think <laughs> atreides what are you thinking yeah um i'm just really excited with um how players have been optimizing how they do things um like our team other teams cag splinter ig just the optimizations in the way the game is played from how it shifted from launch and how much better everyone has gotten at everything and like the game is down to a matter of seconds especially with the um ai obj role that i fly um if if you miss a couple shots on a that one ai it could change the game by not winning you that coin toss so um AI? Look, I if, if if you're short a uh, percent of damage on that uh flagship it may not be out of phaseable and you lose a base race i've played it, just, every like, role ai farm objective is the most stressful role in this game i don't care what anyone says oh definitely <laughs> <laughs> everything you died oh, you say, we need to farm you, it out farm it out everything's like an urgency like we need to you say farm. that you say that as a prior support player, and I'm sitting here going, wait, I'm the one who's always getting killed, okay? <laughs> I'm back on support now, so I have a fresh eyes, and I'm saying AI farm, I'm saying that Y-Wing is a death trap, okay? That thing is... Everybody's <laughs> oh, looking for you in it, too. <laughs> I mean... Sorry, I tried to Yeah, and, and, and not to throw any um shade at your teammate Gunk, but um, <laughs> the... The whole argument between, um, you know, standard slam versus uh, rotary jet or doing both, um, rotary and slam, like, just like, there's there's still not one set meta with it, right? There's there's still different ways to do the same thing, and that that's what's so great. The game. Is, is still growing. We're still figuring out the best ways to do things. We're still optimizing. We're still trying and, to um, figure out the things Distracia <laughs> told us in, in November. <laughs> and, 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 and not to add any ego to Gonk, but we were literally reviewing the stats yesterday, and Gonk has the second most objective damage in SCL right now. So don't tell him that, because <laughs> he's going to keep going tomorrow about how uh, standard okay, lasers are the best things ever. He's away for a week and a bit, but don't don't tell because he's also, to make it even weirder, he didn't even bring this up, but he uses rotary on his Y-Wing, so don't even... Don't even oh, oh, my God! Like, oh, like, oh, everyone, oh, he doesn't even bring that part up, right? Like, just me. Freaking Friday hey, going on. I here. know. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the only the only good game I've ever played where I didn't have a rotary on my Y wing was um in SPL, which you know <laughs> that's dog fighting. <laughs> uh, okay, Birdbrain, what are you thinking for uh for the game moving forward and for yourself? Are you planning on playing and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely hoping to play past the Cal Cup and. And just kind of adding on to Rebel, like, we've had some frustrating losses to the big teams, but they're not frustrating because we get absolutely steamrolled. We're frustrated because, you know, we're so close and we just make maybe a few mistakes and that costs us the game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're so close to that line, you know, being up there with them. It's just, yeah, I, I, I would want to improve, keep improving, just go past the Cup and hopefully play. No, a lot longer. 
I mean, you know, honestly, like hearing you guys all be so positive about playing further, like that makes me happy too. Because I don't know what the general sense is too of people if it's like after Cal Cup or that you, people want CSCL to keep going. That makes me so happy because I want it to keep going. I just don't. I don't know. I'm glad to hear that the interest will still be there. That's sweet. Um, the water. What do you think? Oh, I will stick around. Pretty sure, even if there's no competition, because. What's fun in this game is playing with a bunch of friends and the teams have become a, a bunch of friends for me and it's always fun to play on Thursday night with them. So even if there's not any call cup or any competition or tournament, I will stick around and just have fun. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the thing I sometimes, you know, when we get into comp competition and take it get serious and all that stuff. I do myself. I forget to have fun, so it's good to hear. <laughs> Just to hear you say that, that reminds me. It's like, oh yeah, this game's this game is freaking fun. I I enjoy playing this game and have met cool people playing it. So that that is the super important part. Speaking of cool people, this is the first person I actually met from Savrip. Uh, I mean, so Quint, you've always been one of the homies for sure. That we played late night in those orange hours. So what what are you thinking about the game moving forward? <laughs> oh gee, yeah, those orange hours, great times. <laughs> um. So, what I'm thinking about the game is, obviously, could it have been left in a better state? Yes. But am I enjoying the game in its current state? Also, yes. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to uh, finishing SEL strong. Uh, I'm absolutely looking forward to the final Cal Cups. Uh, you know, when we, when we were a consistent top 16 team... Uh, I was like, wow, okay, I'm cool with that. You know, we're 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 a threat. We're we're respected. Then we started, you know, making top eight finishes. And I'm like, okay, actually, you know what? I'm cool with this. Uh, and now with us like taking games off CAG and Splinter and like kind of kind of starting to scratch at like potentially top four. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll be okay with that. You guys, uh, we, you guys are sixth right now in points, and you're tied with Baywatch for points. What? Like, you guys have been an amazing second half. Just so you guys are as good a second half as any team. You guys have been killing it. Oh yeah, I mean, just the, the our our glow up. It hasn't been as explosive as say you know Cag's glow up from like you know mm -hmm. about our level to just mo to pure monsters, but. I feel like that Savrip is capable of doing that. I know that CAG believes we're capable of doing that as well. Uh, we, you know, play, we used to, we scrim them a lot and we play with them a lot. Uh, I know that uh, Knights and uh, people like them uh, hold us in pretty high regard. Uh, and I am more than looking forward to uh, meeting those expectations. And uh, as for like, you know, beyond SCL, beyond Cal Cup, uh, I'm here until they until you know either they pull the uh, turn off the lights, pull the plug, or like literally no one's playing anymore because uh, there there isn't a game out there quite like it, and I don't think there ever will be a game quite like this. Uh, so I'm I'm here for the long haul. Uh, I am I'm here to play the hell out of this game until I can't anymore. That's yeah. This being my first flight sim, you know, I've been trying to find other games like this. I'm like, huh, this is one of the only ones like this, so I'm just going to hang on as long as I can to this one. I mean, for myself, coming from, like, a lot of, like, sports games, uh, and this, to me, is very much like a sports game, sort of, like, the, I don't know, the style of game, but I'm used to the sports games being, like, really uh, heavily monetized, and 
this game not having that yeah it's 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 it's, there's no other game like that that is in this sort of competitive area to me that so it's really cool to see that and i am i wanted to continue so again i'm just hyped everyone's feeling that way zareth honestly um oh sorry if i could say one more thing real quick um these games are almost nothing alike uh uh, initially but the one game that i i think of the most when i think of squadrons at the highest level is uh Smash Brothers Melee of all games, because uh, they're both kind of games that, uh, at least right now, right, have a pretty niche audience. Uh, they are incredibly high skill floor and astronomically high skill ceiling games. Uh, the casual and competitive versions of those games are basically like almost completely different games from each other. Uh and just, I don't know, just the highly competitive nature, the highly technical and precise nature of both games just really make me think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. That does make sense. I haven't thought about that one, but I can kind of see the comparison. Also, you know, the, the rampant use of uh, things that could arguably use, be called exploits that involve <laughs> a lot of, uh, of, that involve mobility that become the cornerstone of movement in both games. Well, that's also a, analogous. That's a whole other podcast right there. <laughs> We've done that one a couple times, I think. Zareth. Let me. I'll just oh, crack sorry. open the can of worms. <laughs> yeah. Zareth, yeah. What a way to finish up the last. Right at the end, Zareth. What are your thoughts here for the game? The end of the year for you guys here, and uh, yeah, moving forward. So, um, for me, I'm gonna, you know, winning's fun, right? You know, however we do, you know, at the end of the day, um, we had an amazing year in this game, and I'll be happy with whatever the result is. It'll always sting if we aren't able to get to some goal or whatever but that's just that's playing any competitive thing right so um i'm not this is kind of you know like i'm actually no stranger to competition i played a lot of basketball in my early years and you know won some championships and lost some championships so like to me it's just as long as we're in the conversation i'm happy and having and if we're having fun that's that's the whole point right this Mm -hmm. isn't supposed to be anybody's job Mm -hmm. um but Going off like what what are saying, there's a few uh, Savrips not here tonight that I just want to you know shout out to because they've been a big part of the team. Um, the first one is LBT. We've mentioned him a couple times. Of course, yeah. Um, um, but and he's been a fantastic player for us. Unfortunately, due to real life, he's kind of had to retire from the comp scene. But he still is showing up to play whenever he can. Like he's still hanging out. He's still you know chatting and all that. So you know he's still part of the of the team you know forever. As far as I'm concerned, and um, and then other uh, other teammates not here participating tonight would be Lauren. She's been she's come in trying to, you know, back me up in that support role, and she's made a huge amount of progress since she first joined the team. Um, so expecting big things out of her as she continues to to improve those support skills, and then um, Novals uh, as the as as the other one. Um, Novels was originally Vice in that first Cal Cup, and Vice sort of was one of those teams that didn't stay together after that, and he sort of just slowly assimilated into Savarip. And unfortunately, his playtime is not the best anymore, um, but he has been able to like make a showing in those late-night SEL games whenever we get them scheduled out, and he's, he's done fantastic anytime he's on the stage. So um, He's also been one of our top, top tacticians. Me, Novals, and Zareth will sit there and talk about strategy, and like Novals just watches all our games. It's like, okay, guys, we should try this and that. And like Novals, I was so glad that after Vice, I mean, not that I wanted Vice to fall apart. It was very sad, but you know that Novals like, oh, I want to join you guys because you guys seem like the ones that 
you know, are going to take it to the future kind of. So definitely Novak's one of those guys that I was so glad he joined us. So I just wanted to mention them since they're not here and, you know, they're a big part of the team as well. And then as far as what's coming up after, I mean, me personally, I'm, I'll be surprised if Cal Cup comes back in January. Uh, but if it does, awesome. Um, if it doesn't, oh well. I, I really think the future of the scene is going to stay in things like SCL and 3PO League. Um, 3PO League has been a very interesting twist on the on the game, and they're doing really well. There's a lot of participation there, so hopefully SCL continues. I know it's a lot of work. I know there's a lot that goes into it, and it's not just like, yeah, here, let's go, let's do it. Um, so hopefully people stay interested, teams keep showing up to fly and have fun. So. You know, I, I'm I'm optimistic that it'll keep going until next year. But if not, we'll just continue to meet up tonight and every Thursday night and and fly. You know. I mean, that's honestly, if that's all it was, that would be good enough for me. And I mean, stuff even like mm-hmm. you know, if it's you know all of the different groups, you know, too, in some sort of way, that'd be pretty cool. And I mean, that kind of thing could actually it sounds like if there was every group doing that, still every squad still kind of doing that on the night. I feel like we'd still probably have a comp scene going on. <laughs> That's the case, yeah. actually. So I, I see it. We, we'll figure something out, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like that's pretty much everything. Want to go? I'm just got to pretty much wrap up here. Um, we should list all the streams. Why don't we give the shout out to you guys' streams, those who stream and have content and everything? Quinn and Rebel, I know for sure you guys stream. Yes, oh, yeah. I do. Um, I'll be casting a, a, a 3PO League game uh, in about an hour, actually. There you go. And your Twitch is? Uh, it's Quintessence, uh, but with a 1 instead of the I. And on YouTube as well, you make the, you've got, been making the Dumbfire videos and different stuff there. Uh, yes, actually, I'm making the uh, finishing touches right now on my Dumbfire guide for Fostar Haven. Uh, hopefully that should be going up tonight, actually, and I'll be, you know, throwing that out on the subreddit and, uh, a couple of the discords. Uh, I know some of the, uh, like, some of the t- people who play in 3PO and, uh, uh, Cadet Cup, uh, have asked me to share it in their team's discords. Nice. So, uh, I'll be doing that as well. And Rebel, what was your Twitch? Uh, mine's is, uh, The Rebel Pilot, which I try to post in the stream, and I got botted. Um, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the rebel <the> pilot, <laughs> and you know, I I used to uh, stream with you guys during mm-hmm. the mimosa hours, but with work getting busy, it's a lot harder. So my stream days are usually just competition, mm-hmm. team night, and some random weeknights whenever I'm flying. And anyone else streaming on there that I can throw at? I'll put all the links in the description as well. Uh, I stream our comp games. I, I used to do it a little more frequently, but just my comp games now, and that's Zareth Smash. So if you want to see a support uh, pilot error a Ewing into things, uh, <laughs> please feel free to t- uh, tune in. Thank you guys all the cyber. I also have so- Twitch. Our other support, oh, uh, Lauren. Yeah. Lauren also uh, streams. I don't know the uh, thing offhand, but yeah, shoot me that and I'll add it in the description below so we can yeah, add that one Lauren and I and Atreides as well. What's, you, what's yours? Atreides underscore seventeen. Perfect. So hey guys, thank you again everyone check or for, for being on the podcast, going over everything it was so cool to talk about all this stuff with you guys that I didn't know. I hadn't gonna gotten into all of this with you guys. So cool to go over it and thanks everybody for checking out the podcast here. I'm gonna Go raid the Nerdy Northern stream, and we're going to cast that game here pretty promptly. So thanks again, everyone, for checking it out. And Sabra, thank you guys for being on the pod.
catch everyone. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Tom Bomb. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, later.